It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Disclaimer, the following episode contains spoilers for The Batman. Don't go crying to your mum if we spoil it for you. You've been warned. Welcome to Podcapers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape. And this week, we're back. I have reasons, I promise. Cue the music! Hello there, Podcapers, and... I'll try that again. Hello there, capers, and as I said, welcome to Pod Capers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape. My name's Scott James Meridue, and this is the show where we talk about various geek and nerd-related topics, and I'm joined each week by a very special different guest. Please welcome back to the show, Alex Mirabal! How are you doing, Alex? Hello! I am okay. <laughs> Overall. Good. That's all we can hope for. Uh, capers, I have not been okay. Uh, it's been Radio Science over here at Podcapers ever since our dramatic confrontation with a spoiler last Halloween. And since then, I have suffered a little bit of mental health issues. Fair bit of burnout, fair bit of anxiety, fair bit of depression. I had basically a breakdown. It's not been a fun couple of months, but I am working on myself. I am getting help. And that is the real takeaway because I was—I feel like such a hypocrite because I was always one of the people who said, oh, if you're suffering from mental health issues, if you're feeling anxious or depressed or anything like that, you should get help. And then I started feeling all of those things and I did not get help. And I spiraled and it got worse and worse and worse. I'm not going to go into details because that's personal and private and that's just for me, but it was bad. Like I said, I am getting help. I'm speaking to people. I am taking medication and there's... Nothing wrong with that. I'm doing fine. And we are back. As far as Podcaper's upload schedule goes, we're aiming to go back to putting out episodes regularly. I cannot guarantee that, though, because sometimes doing this job, as much as I love it and as fun for me as it is, it, it can be quite stressful. And my mental health takes priority. I think we can all agree on that. So, and I'm sure there's no one, like, beating their chests and waiting, like, when? When will he release another episode? <laughs> I can't live without this British man screaming in my ear every week about Disney. I'm sure there's no one saying that. Nevertheless, though, if we can get these out on a weekly basis, we'll do that. 
If we can get out on a bi-weekly basis, we'll do that. Even if it's monthly, we'll do that. We'll try and get it regularly. But this is very much a take it as going by ear sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure, Alex, it means less editing for you. So I'm sure we wouldn't complain if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, le- less of... Uh, uh, they don't get to hear all of the screaming because I cut no. a lot of it out. So. You got it to the choice, <laughs> juiciest moments, and I thank you for that. Mm-hmm, the juiciest moments. I have to listen to all of it. Yes, and that is your burden to bear, but it's written in your contract. You have to listen to my insane ramblings, no matter how stupid or whiny it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, we'll all be hearing more of that in the coming weeks, months. I am glad to be doing back. I want to be back doing this because... Oh boy, we got some shit to talk about, which brings us nicely to the news. So a couple of bits of news for you. Uh, Some of these are a little bit dated, but I just want to talk about them because I think they're relevant and important to talk about. Ryan Coogler got fucking racially profiled. This is the world we live in. Yep. He went to a bank and just handed the teller a note saying, I can't remember, it says basically, hey, check my account, I got a deposit that I need, withdrawal that I need to make. He didn't want to make a big deal out of it because it was a large amount of money. He's a relatively private guy. The teller immediately thought, we're being robbed. He did not threaten her. He did not produce a gun. He said nothing untoward or suspicious. He was just a bit quiet and just said, read the note. And that was enough for her to call the police. And they detained him. He was not arrested. He was not charged, but they detained him. And when you look at the body cam footage, I mean, I'm sure, Alex, you are not surprised by a lot of these things. And it's part of my privilege that I get to be surprised by this kind of stuff. <laughs> but the, the fact that the police will use basically, and I am paraphrasing, but basically something to the effect of guilty until proven innocent, you don't get the benefit of, of the doubt, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. I'm not a legal expert, either in UK law mm-hmm. or in US law, be it on the federal level or the state level, whatever. I don't know exactly where this took place in America, but nevertheless... That's fucking batshit insane. It doesn't matter. I want to make this clear. It doesn't matter that this is a world-famous Hollywood director. This should not happen, period. And the only reason why we're talking about this, I fear, is because it's a world-famous Hollywood director. Which Mm -hmm. makes me wonder about all the times this happens that doesn't make the news. Yeah, it's it's a weird, like... It's a it's definitely like a terrible situation. It's also a little bit weird because it's like and I mean, I, I racism is 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 just an a wild overreaction to things. But like, if if I was someone who is in that like who was a bank teller who's been kind of trained to be like, this is how this is the signs of we are being robbed and what you should do in that situation. I would try to get clarification first, yeah. like. You could you ask just, questions. It, I mean, I, apparently she did person. ask him some things. And he just said, refer to the note. You can be a bit more forceful. Like, sir, I get that you've handed me a note, but you know what? I need to know exactly what you want for me to do here. If you want to whisper, if you want to talk to my manager or something, we can arrange that. We don't need to make yeah. a big fuss. But here's the thing. it is The onus is not on him to right. say that he tried one approach. If she didn't like that approach, she could have tried something different. 
There are yeah. ways to resolve things without going immediately to the police. Yeah, definitely like someone comes up, just gives you a piece of paper and says, read it. That's weird. But if mm. you re- just read the note and then ask clarifying questions. <laughs> like if someone is robbing you, they know they're fu- like they know they're fucking up. You ha- like they need to. I I think robbers usually hand over a note and say this is a robbery. Don't make any yeah. sudden movements or something like that. Yeah, the note would say get like you know get come on, give me the money. It wouldn't it wouldn't be like here's my routing number, here's my account number. Could you please withdraw this amount of money, please? Like <laughs> that's it's, it's, it's not going to have like an account number. I like that's especially like. You can just pull it up on the fucking computer. It's got his name on it. It speaks to a certain <laughs> amount of accessibility as well, because what if he had some sort of hearing impairment? Yeah. And, and maybe that was just an easy and quick way for him to communicate. Mm-hmm. And, like, who... That's a wild left. overreaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get uh, a manager first. And if he's you're, a th- like, concerned or you're new or something, get your manager, ask questions. Here's the thing, though. In the UK, if someone were to do something like this, it would be a huge faff, a huge palaver, and it would be incredibly inconvenient and well, distressing for the person who's being detained and suspicion of robbery. In America, he could have been shot. Yep. Like, I, I know that's a gross oversimplification, and I know that that doesn't always happen all the time, but that was a possibility. Oh, yeah. And with racial profiling on top of that as well, mm-hmm. that could happen. That is, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it, it's so awful. And I'm, I'm glad he wasn't charged. And I'm glad sense was soon reached. But this didn't mm-hmm. need to happen, and it shouldn't happen. And it's a sad truth about America and the UK. I'm not going to pretend like this is just a purely American problem because it isn't, mm-hmm. and that would be unfair to say otherwise. But it means calling the police can have severe negative consequences for people. And that doesn't mean you should not call the police ever. It just means you need to think. And if you can, ask questions, like you say, Alex. But anyway, I'm just glad that he's okay and that, that attention has been drawn to this well, issue. So this also was like an older story, right? Like he was just sharing it in an interview, but it had happened, I think, several well, the, the, I think ago, I think either that or ago. the... Um, the body cam footage just got released. Either way, oh, the story right. broke recently. Yeah, I, I seem to remember him mentioning it. I, I, I thought he mentioned it in an interview and then the body cam footage came out, but it might be like the other way around or something. Hmm. So other footage accident. that has been coming out recently in a very weird segue, if I do say myself, <laughs> the new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer has released featuring a surprisingly little amount of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, it's a medium-sized trailer for a teaser, that, that mm-hmm. is. <laughs> like, you only see Obi-Wan Kenobi a couple of times. You see less, more stuff that isn't Obi-Wan Kenobi than you see Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm worrying he's not going to be a focus of this new series. And considering the fact we've just had a Boba Fett series, where Boba Fett wasn't really the focus for a large chunk of it, that has me concerned. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I figure that it's one of those things where it's like, you know what this is. You want to know what's going, why? You want to yeah. know why this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we have had other Obi-Wan Kenobi miscellaneous media detailing his early days on Tatooine. There was that novel that came out a while ago, which also had a great uh, audio book. I'm just going to say that mm-hmm. that was quite good. And a couple of other little cameos here and there. So this is not exactly new ground, but it could be interesting ground because Ewan McGregor's back. Yay! Yeah. And Hayden Christensen is back. Yay! I'm actually into that. I, like, if someone's, like, willing to come back after, like, having yeah. such a terrible experience with, like, a fandom, like, I, I applaud him for that. Well, it's because, and here's the thing, here's the thing. His acting is as those films are crap. I will always maintain that. I know people, he has his defenders and his critics, but I will say his, his acting in that is crap. But, you know what He's he not put, given a lot to do with. He was not given a lot to do with. That is, that is true. Terrible script. Bad direction. Natalie Portman had the same problem, and we don't give her nearly as much flack. Not that we should, just saying. Mm-hmm. But also, he, to his credit, he put a ton of himself into that role. He put in a lot of work, collaborated closely with Lucas and the right, and I say the writers, it was Lucas, on just getting, so he trained really hard to get the physicalities down. To the point where he even worked on like the tie in video game, like giving them like. Mm-hmm. references for the choreography and stuff so i get why he would want to come back and i'm hoping this will be something of a redeeming feature for him because i've heard he is quite good in some other films that i have not seen i've mm-hmm. only seen him in one other film jumper that's that's a whole other story i'm not going to talk about <laughs> jumper we don't have the fucking time uh, moving on now to Disney. It wouldn't be a Podcapers episode coming back without some Disney hate. This on two fronts, both on the mainstream Disney front and the Marvel front. Um, do you want to talk about something? There are some differences, but at this point, <laughs> frankly, the lines are starting to get a little bit blurred. Uh, do you want to talk about something racist or something homophobic? Mm-hmm. First, that's the that's say. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one will take longer, and they're both bad. <laughs> Basically, uh, Disney released a statement about the recent Florida "Don't Say Gay" bill, and ba- and then Pixar turned around and said. Excuse me, Harry Hypocrite, can we have a moment aside? And they basically released a little open letter saying, we've tried to include gay material in our films before. I am paraphrasing, but this is the gist. And you've tried to squash that and crush that at almost every single turn. You have got no right, Disney. Which is, on the one I have mixed feelings about this. Because on the one hand, this is a fucking vindication for me, because I've been complaining about this for years. On the other hand, it is sad that this is... This is the state of things now because Disney fucking want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to appeal to the LGBTQI plus community in the Western world and that they will happily cut any sort of mild, mild, mild reference to the idea that anyone could possibly be gay in countries like fucking Russia and China and other foreign markets. And That's that's just, like, it's just... That is such an excuse that they use. It's not. Yeah, no. It doesn't care. Those markets do not make enough money for that to matter. That, 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 that's the other side of it. Yeah. they, And it's just that, like I said, they want to have their cake and eat it too. Pixar 
want to fucking represent. Well, I mentioned uh, last year in a previous episode that Pixar put out a casting call for trans actors for an upcoming project. I don't know what the status is of that now, but I'm hoping that's still ongoing and we're still going to see something regarding that. Uh, because fucking we want this kind of representation. I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, Alex, but I recently saw the film Turning Red. I've heard good things. It's a really good film. Mm -hmm. I have one or two minor nitpicks with it, but honestly, they are genuinely nitpicks. They don't spoil my enjoyment Mm -hmm. of the film at all. This is one scene, though, where one female character has a dance scene with another female character. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but let's be honest, the gay community likes to read too much into any potential bit of representation, just because they're so starved for good ones. And I can't help but wondering if that's Pixar desperately trying to break through and that if that was just like another example of something they wanted to expand upon. But, you know, fucking Bob Chapek, whoever the hell's in charge now, said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Disney gay, I don't know, you're not on Tumblr, but the... No, I am not. One, no, right. Who is on Tumblr one, anymore? Uh, there's just there's some people. I don't go on there a lot, a lot, but I do go on there sometimes. And the most popular meme right now on Tumblr is live slug reaction, which it, someone pointed out that the gay kiss in Star Wars <laughs> is immediately followed by a slug, like the just a camera shot of this slug person, and this shot of this slug person is twice as long as the kiss. Don't kick shame me. I s- and so, so the joke is: this is a homophobic slug who just watches when gay things happen and observes. He's just like outside just the observe. tent of Blueback Mountain. He's- yes. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh god, and I'm, I'm not gonna get sucked into a Star Wars wormhole right now. I just we mm. can't, we can't. That's the that whole it? thing is so fucking stupid. And here, it's just because it, it comes down once again to both homophobia and money. Because Disney are more than happy to throw pride events at their theme parks, but not to actually say Elsa has a fucking girlfriend now. And right. then they gather gall to release Encanto and show Louisa with those guns and we're meant to assume she's just straight? No! <laughs> I refuse! It's, it's, yeah. It's, in fact, they were going to quash that as well. They were going to say, like, oh no, no one's going to buy a doll of that and now everyone is simping over big gun Louisa. Mm-hmm. And you don't fucking know what you're talking about, Disney, you homophobic cunts. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm so glad that Pixar took a stand to big business daddy. And it is. I think this whole thing is like, it is fucking overturning red. I think I'm willing to bet again I'm not gay so I don't know but I can imagine I have enough gay friends I've been familiar with enough gay subculture to know that there are like like, some things like you could tell because there's a lot of the people a lot of the who the made turning red in turning red it's a very Mm -hmm. personal story it's not autobiographical I'm pretty sure the director and the writer did not turn into a fucking red panda when they were mm-hmm. teenager. That's just a guess on my part. Right. But 
they I were... mean, like, box office and however, you know, people are watching it on Disney+, Plus. I don't, like, I think that's causing issues. Or, like, that, like, because this whole thing, no one wants to do a, like, see a Disney thing right now. And that's the biggest Disney thing out right now. Mm. <laughs> and it's not even Disney, it's Pixar. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm saying it's a Disney yeah. thing. It's a, it's di- a Disney, it's a Disney product. Yeah. Hmm. On Disney Plus. <laughs> on Disney Plus, yeah. Huh, you know what else is on Disney Plus? Fucking Pam and Tommy. You know, so I don't know what the fuck that is? That is the uh, biopic series about the about the relationship of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Oh, and- that's on Hulu. It's also on Disney Plus. At least it is for me. For the UK, yeah, because Hulu. I don't think you have like I don't think there's a lot of stuff you have for on Hulu or Hulu at all. I just like it is weird that something featuring yeah. Seth Rogen as an adult porn actor who steals a sex tape yeah. and fucking <laughs> Sophia the First is on the same streaming platform. It's weird for yeah. me. Yeah. In the in the US, Disney has been shunting a lot of their more adult stuff to Hulu. Okay, but not not so over here. I mean, technically it's part of the stars, whatever you want to call it, brand mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, over here at least. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you go to the Disney Plus homepage to find it. When you there's a big band at the top. When you scroll past that first, when it was on, Pam and Tommy, Tommy, it was just right That's, there, right next to the Book of Boba Fett and all that other stuff. Going like going back to the homophobia thing. That's why Love Victor was on Hulu in the U.S. and not Disney Plus. Oh, oh, fuck! They like ex- Disney explicitly was like, we're moving this to Hulu. Because it's too adult for Disney Plus. You can't do the Owl House and then do that. You just can't. It's oh fucking hell. And moving on to <laughs> another racism. person who has Disney as a business daddy, Marvel have been hot water recently for an incredibly racist portrayal of Pocahontas. Uh, this is a character in a recent comic called Princess, and I apologize, I'm mispronouncing it. Matoaka, Matoka. I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only ever seen it written down. I do apologize. But that is the actual birth name of Pocahontas. Pocahontas was a name that she got later in life by white people. But if I say the other name, the real name, most people aren't going to know who I'm talking about. So I have to say Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you thinking, okay, so she's going to be like a superhero character? Well, that's a, probably a bit insensitive because, you know, she's a really important figure for Native American culture and for American history and everything. But that's not really the worst thing in the world. You haven't seen what she's wearing! She's wearing pasties. Golden pasties. And a fucking, like, feathery headdress and a thong. Mm-hmm. This is Pocahontas. It's fucking, or you know, it's like they looked at the fucking Disney movie and said, we can be more historically inauthentic. We can make this worse. I don't know the full context of how this character is introduced, but I'm given to understand we're meant to take it semi-seriously. And even though it's Mm -hmm. not like the Marvel's historical Pokemon. She's in King Conan, apparently. King Conan, which is a Marvel imprint. And yeah, like if you if you, you want to make up a character, you want to put red fucking Sonya in a fucking chainmail bikini. That's gross, but go ahead and do that because that's an original character. Mm-hmm. But this is this was a real fucking person, a real person 
who suffered greatly at the hands of colonization, who was buried still in fucking England. She's buried in the town my dad grew up in. And she's already had... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at... I I found a, a, like a thing with her in it and it seems like she's like going over her backstory and it's like the chief tied her to the mast of a boat with gold in it and sent her out into the ocean and it's like what the fuck what get, the fuck i'm not a historian but i've de- tried to research as much as i can about the real pocahontas and i'm fairly certain don't quote me that that fucking didn't happen I know it's Conan, so, you know, fucking dragons and big muscly Arnold people and shit. But uh, no, real person, real fucking person. You have no right, Marvel. You have no right. Whoever's in charge of this should be fired, in my opinion. I don't often say that, but it's true. It's an indecent indignity and it's gross and it's weird, it's sexist, it's racist, it's insensitive to the utmost, mm-hmm. and it's wrong. I really don't know how this got past anyone. Alex, before mm-hmm. we start the show, I mentioned this to you. You expressed a large amount of incredulity about that, and I don't blame you. Yeah, no, this is 20... It's 2022! How did this get to fucking everyone? Bear in mind, people were complaining about, again, the Disney betrayal of Pocahontas in the fucking 90s. People were really hot in the corner about that. Nothing's changed. People haven't mellowed. If anything, people have gotten even less tolerant about this kind of bullshit. And there's no way you could know about that. And even if she wasn't actually Pocahontas, what even if she was just a natural, just a random Native American person, that would still be insensitive. Do a Google image search when your parents aren't looking and fucking... Ah. No, Marvel. No. Weird, wrong, fucking hell, God, no. Now, can we move on, please, finally? And I never thought I'd say this in my life to talking about the Batman. Yeah. Great. But before we do that, here are some ads. Check them out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Yep, I mean, there was no way we weren't going to talk about the Batman. The latest live action, the Batman film 
I hate that I have to say call it the Batman because there's actually a TV series, a cartoon series I used to watch when I was a kid called the Batman as well. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. fine. It was there. Pretty good theme song for the first season. Anyway. And yeah, so this has been hotly anticipated. Matt Reeves' Batman, as it was once known at Once Upon a Time, was going to feature Ben Affleck. No longer features Ben Affleck. Who can we get that is just completely uncontroversial in every single aspect? Robert Patterson. This is a casting we can all get behind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the other options was like, Army Hammer, which oh. was apparently was one of the last people, and it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> no, they dodged a bullet. <laughs> oh God, yeah, can you, can you big one. <laughs> Oh God, I mean, he's at this point, he's more like one of Batman's rogues gallery. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, and then he came out. Well, it was going to come out. COVID hit. Got delayed, and now it is finally here out in cinemas. Do you get a chance to see it in cinema, or did you go to HBO Max? It's not on HBO Max, and it will not be. It's the first. It's one of the first Warner Brothers movies that was not released at the same time in the last few years. Okay, so you got a chance to see it in the cinema. Yes. Same. Uh, I mean, do you feel safe going back to the cinema now, or is it... Ah, uh, it's complicated. It's yeah. it's 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 Imagine like, that going to doing stuff in the I don't want to say post COVID because yeah. we're not out of it yet, but in semi post COVID America can be quite complicated. It's better over here, but yeah. No, I completely get that. Well, we 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 thank you for going and seeing it anyway. <laughs> uh because I could. I don't want to. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to give my thoughts away right at the very fucking beginning. But I have to, kind of, because it's good, awesome, badass. It's good. fucking amazing. It's certainly the most enjoyable time I've had with a live-action Batman film in fucking years. Which, granted, is not saying a lot, but still, it is a good movie. It is a good movie. I will say this: it is a good movie. But, and I kind of have to talk about this straight away before we get into the meat and potatoes and everything, but its biggest problem is that it suffers from being a Batman film. I guess. I think it does more with Batman than most Batman films in the last, for most live action Batman films in the most forever has done. Keyword there is live action. This yes. is the problem. If you are a Batman fan, you've basically seen this movie in various forms, piecemeal throughout the years, in various live action and animated TV shows, direct-to-video films, and the like. Video yes. games. You've seen this film. This this plot was almost beat for beat taken from the Telltale Batman games. Yeah, and there's a little bit of the long Halloween in there. There's a bunch of stuff. Like, when you compare it to, like, say, the Nolan films, which I'm sure took some inspiration from lots of things, but they seem very much like their own entity, for better or for worse. This, if this had come out 20 years ago, it would have been great. If this had come out 10 years ago, it would be amazing. Now... I think half the problem is, and just speaking purely for myself, I'm a little bit Batman-ed out. Like, I'm not a big fan of the guy to begin with, 
But and there have been some good, you know, exploits from it. It's like the long Halloween, like mm-hmm. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. But he's just, this is the problem. When you're DC's flagship character and they push him so much and he's so ubiquitous, this film really struggles to sort of rise above all of that. And now I'm not saying it fails to do that. I think it does succeed to rise above that. Just about. I I think it is, like, the more I think about it, the more I go over, like, the ones that I've watched, I think it is better than any of the Nolan films. Just, like, you, flat out. You, you I think what, it does I, more with the source material. Like, Nolan was like, I'm going to take the names of these characters and the baseline <laughs> of them, but the world of oh, that DC exists in does not exist. There's, Outside there of are Gotham, Nolan films, not Batman It is a films. Nolan, yes. It is a Nolan film just straight up. I like this more. I have had more. I have more fun with it. I think this does more lore wise and doesn't like take a name and then just like some of the, you know, bigger criticisms I have having not watched, but knowing enough about the, you know, Tim Burton and uh, Val Kilmer and all those movies is that (laughs) they just take the name and the general concept. Boner. Yeah. They just they they do what Nolan did, but go to a a higher extreme, right? Yeah. They just take the names and they take the ideas and they just go all where it's like the that's not what those characters are. Especially Catwoman. Oh god, yeah. Can you <laughs> like by far best show live act or best movie live action Catwoman? And I loved Anne Hathaway. I really did. Really? Wow. I like I, Anne Hathaway up until that point was the best. Like Michelle Pfeiffer did fantastic. That's not Selena Kyle. That's not Catwoman. It's That's a, someone it else. Is a, that is someone else. That is someone with cat powers, which is horseshit. The whole, like, not mentioning the Halle Berry one, I'm guessing. Oh. I mean, the reason why the Halle Berry movie exists the way it does <laughs> is because Tim Burton emphasized that Selena Kyle had cat powers. Because he gave up with that shit, Warner Brothers, executives at Warner Brothers, thought that's what Catwoman was. And so when they demanded a Catwoman movie and Michelle, they couldn't be- They didn't want to check any of the comics? They didn't want to leave out one of the back issues? So that's the thing. It's like because Michelle Pfeiffer had had given such a big impression of- uh, of, Take that, Sean Young. Yes. So she, like, she, she had it in her contract. She had to be Selena Kyle. Any iteration of Selena Kyle that they were going to put on movies, that w- had to be her. She did, uh, they did not want to pay her enough to make to make her own movie. So that's why they brought in Halle Berry. That's why they renamed her. But the number one thing that the executives told them had to stay were the cat powers. <laughs> and the original script of the movie did not have them. But they had to keep them. Because Tim Burton had made the most popular iteration of that character until that point have cat powers. Not even like cat powers, just cat power. The power to be resurrected from near death, or if not death, by cats. Yeah. And to do and like super agility and stuff. And it's like, no, none of that. Like, uh, Anne Hathaway, like, she at least, I mean, she's the best part of Dark Knight Rises. It's like an okay movie overall, but like... Mm. Uh, Anne Hathaway is the best part of that movie and that's because she understood and the writing understood that a big part of Selena Kyle 
is yeah she's sexy but it's not like she it's incidental sexiness yeah it's like she understands what she's doing and she uses it to her ability but she can also like she's a master like she's an actress she can meld into these roles she needs to be for there's like the two like biggest examples of this are like at the very beginning where she's you think she's this mousy little girl and it's like oh fuck they're doing michelle pfeiffer again and then she's she makes her way in the way in manner kicks the can she's like i didn't i didn't know it was supposed to be locked or impenetrable or something and it's like fuck yes and 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 then like a few scenes later is like the shootout at the bar and, and she's she's caused it for i can't remember exactly what happened but she caused this shootout she caused this bad thing to happen this deal to go bad and the cops run in and she's hiding under the table and just starts screaming as if she's just an innocent bystander <laughs> and of course they fall for it it's fucking fantastic and zoe so how, well, I was understood say. that assignment understood that assignment and understood the like and an also an actual that piece. as well yes yes the tech supports it the movie supports it her storyline supports it like she is a very tough woman who knows how to like you, like she she knows how to lie to her advantage she can break into anything like a pro she's got her she own can, agenda she's got her own agenda she can sneak around but she does have this rich inner life that like separate from batman separate from batman and incredibly important to her to the point that she's 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 gotten to the point where she's willing to die for this Upgrades, people. Upgrades. Yeah. yeah. I, and you're, you're absolutely right. And we're going to dive into all of that. Mm-hmm. I, this, this is a thing. I, this film does work for me. This and All the stuff you mentioned does work for me. It, it is just simply because I've seen so many of this shit before. If I cared more about these characters from the get-go, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't care about these characters. I'm just saying it's... It, I, I'd be more invested, and I'm not as mm-hmm. invested. But I'm, I, I, I freely acknowledge that I'm in a unique situation, someone who does not care about Batman, but has seen a lot of Batman shit for this mm-hmm. job. You know, I'm a unique person. I don't expect anyone to share my opinion. And the response to this movie has been largely positive. And I can see why, because it is a very good Batman film. The Nolan films were very good Nolan films until they suddenly weren't. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Fuck it. I love Christopher Nolan. I think he's a very good director. He does love his own style just a wee bit too much. We saw that in the fucking mm-hmm. prestige. We saw that in Tenant. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to try other things, Chrissy Boy. You need to try other things. <laughs> I think s- overall I am the I, I am first and foremost more interested in characters than I am in like story or tone. Um, but I. Think so I'm all that, three. Like, I'm right. I, 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 if if one's gone, it's gonna spoil my enjoyment of the other two. Thankfully, this film does have really good characters, a really good story, just one that I am very familiar with, which shouldn't really detract from the enjoyment, and a fucking amazing tone. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, the well, it starts right from the very beginning. Let's dive right into the very beginning. The very first shots we see of Gotham City. This fucking looks like Gotham City. Yeah, it's like takes the gothic and is like, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. It's gothic. <laughs> Just like every, every, I mean, 
it's, it's difficult to describe it. It's just it's got such a brilliant noir sort of mm-hmm. style to it it's mm-hmm. it's got the architecture from like the arkham games it's at night everything shrouded in mystery and fog and steam rises from grates it's very much a vibe of tonight at 11 doom mm-hmm. right from the very first shot with that fucking song what was, what was the name of that song that they played a couple of times throughout the film uh, i think it's a nirvana song Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's sort of like, ooh, color me intrigue. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. It's mm-hmm. and it starts with a Bruce Wayne monologue. Something have, in the way. Something in the way. But with a monologue, have we ever had a Bruce Wayne monologue in a live action film? I don't. I don't think so. I don't know, but it, I, I don't remember it from the Burton films. Yeah. I'm fairly certain we didn't get in any of the Nolan films. No. Uh, less said about the Zack Snyder exploits, the better. Uh, so, yeah. And yet, this is something that is so prevalent throughout the comics and several of the mm-hmm. animated shows. And yet, we've never gotten that before in a live-action thing. And it takes the form of like a journal entry that Bruce Wayne has. And I fucking love that. It's great. I, I I'm like... It's very comic booky, and and that's so. And yet, lot, you can I, also take it a bit seriously, just because yeah. he, they firmly established that this is him doing this job for two years. It is a young Bruce Wayne. It's not quite year one, so he's got like the basics down of what he needs to do to be Batman. Mm-hmm. But there's some things, and I love how they set it up. You don't see him; it's just his voice, just the city, and you see various crimes being committed. You can tell he's picking which one to stop. Because he can't be everywhere. And that is such a fucking brilliant first move. Yeah. He's like, I can't be everywhere, but I've at least made myself known enough that someone might second guess. And then we see the bat signal in the sky and all those criminals we saw in that little thing uh, was was just like, oh shit, I'm getting out of it because fear is supposed to be Batman's greatest weapon. He's supposed to make criminals afraid to go out at night. They firmly established that in the first two seconds, something that took Christopher Nolan 40 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Less than two. I mean, yeah. that is that is economy of storytelling right mm-hmm. fucking there. And then uh, we finally do see uh, fucking Sparkles McVampire as the Batman. We've got to stop underestimating this actor, I swear to God, because he can do... fantastic. I'm bummed this movie did well. He said that if his movie bombed, he would start doing porn. (laughs) Okay. I, I like he's he's notorious for like embellishing yeah. and lying and and making a lot of very he's got like, a very British sense jokes. of humor yeah. and I love that about him but yes, yeah he's great he's so funny and then a million fangirls cried out in terror and were suddenly horny and nothing no way to fix it like yeah there's been a lot of oh we failed <laughs> now we have to go back to photoshopping his head no <laughs> oh god it's yeah but you know you know he does a great job of this i was skeptical 
But you know, it is a great job as both the Batman and Bruce Wayne. Maybe because it's a very different interpretation of Bruce Wayne. He said that he wanted to sort of drop the playboy aspect of him, which makes sense. Maybe because he, he's still quite mm-hmm. new to the thing and he's still quite in the very much the fanatical diehard sense. Yeah, of the- he can't do both yet. No, and he, he, he doesn't make public rat. appearances. He doesn't appear <laughs> as Bruce Wayne, but now he's just like the, um, oh, he's clearly like being out partying or something. He doesn't give yeah. a shit about that yeah. stuff because for him, it like is a, just the job. He looks like a drowned rat. Uh, <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> the comparison I've seen is actually very funny. The the scene in the in the in Meet the Robinsons where it's like, "Hey Goob, how you doing? Hey Goob, we want to hang out tonight." They all hated me. That's Bruce. <laughs> like every time Bruce goes out and someone sees him, they're like, "Oh shit, it's Bruce Wayne!" Hey, what's up? And he's like, "Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't perceive me. I don't. I'm not here. Leave me alone." <laughs> I love, I love that, and it works for his character, and it works, with, and it's something again, admittedly, that we haven't really seen before, and uh, at least, in, and it, but it does feel still recognizable as Bruce Wayne because he's got the whole tortured, brooding loner aspect to him, and then there's the Batman suit as well. I'm not sure about the little like stitchy thing around the nose, but you can barely see it, and frankly, again, that's a nitpick. High collar works for me. I didn't think it would, but it does work. Yeah, it's very like... How does he turn his head in that? It it reminds me a lot of like Batman by Gaslight. Oh, yes. Gotham Gotham by by Gaslight. Gaslight, Yeah, that like that kind of like old, uh, old Victorian Sherlocky vibe. Yeah, and it, but it works for the noir aesthetic. It's like mm-hmm. like the popped collar of a trench coat or something. Absolutely, yeah. And then he encounters a guy being harassed on the subway by like this gang with a bunch of like skull makeup and stuff because it's Gotham and that's not something out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in the trailer. It's still fucking brutal. And yeah, the fights are like you hear every single bone cracking. Crunk, crunk. <laughs> it's it's great and what's great is also like the camera work as well i was half expecting like oh shaky cam there's very little of that it's mm-hmm. you, you can see what's going on even though it's quite dark even though there's a bit of trickery going on you can see what's going on you can see him kicking these people's asses and when it needs to be brutal and needs to hold on something brutal it holds on something brutal he fucking pulverizes this one guy straight up right from the beginning but also, the movie goes to great pains to show that he is not invincible, he's not invulnerable, and he can make mistakes. This is a Batman who can get hit by the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's like, he gets the shit kicked out of him in this movie. <laughs> I love that. He gets so fucked up. Because he's a guy, and yeah. you can train all you like, but and you can use fear and the shadows and the night and fucking batarangs. But you know what? Some people are going to get lucky shots in. That's why he wears fucking body armor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he like he's he's got this armor, but it's like it's only it only goes so far, and you can mm. see it like you can see its failings throughout the movie. It's great. Yeah, but a hero is only as good as his villains. And finally, we have, once again returning, the Riddler. <laughs> sort of. Uh, there was a better way to do this character. This is, no, this is not a bad know. way to do this character, but there is a better way to do this character. So, it's clear that they took some inspiration from Arkham City, because mm. he's a saw, he's, he's Jigsaw now. 
is what he <laughs> yeah. is. Um, I wish, that, like, at least Jigsaw which, had a clear ideology. But like, I, I mean, yeah, he does too, though. Like, it's not, it's, it's an ideology that is purposely muddied by the fact that he has. It's actually just a personal thing. Like, it's not. Yeah. He's not. He's. He thinks he's making a grandiose statement. In reality, he's just a kid who's who was he was radicalized. Like that's that's fucking incels. Damn yeah. you, red pill on Reddit. Yeah, essentially, which is like a modern villain. I'm fine with that. Like, and I think they just wanted to pull a, an idea from. Uh, they wanted. They needed. They needed a, an established villain to be able to tell that story. They could have done like. I don't know, anarchy, I think also might have yeah, been. Yeah, that's something that popped in my head when I was watching it. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about the Burton films having like the characters' names, but not really the characters. This is probably the one character in the entire film that sort of fills that requirement for me in the form of the Riddler. They don't even give him the same name. He's not Edward Nigma, he's now Edward Nashton. That's actually comic accurate. I his don't give a has, shit. His, his name has changed between Nashton and Nigma, and that's the same in, in the Arkham games too. His name is. is both Nashton and Nigma. Um, well, then at least provide a reference to Nigma, like it was one of several aliases or something. Uh, it's, like, it's so, like maybe like, a name that he adopted for himself. He didn't want to be Edward Nashton. He wanted to be Enigma. Like, right. you could do that. I, I think, like, that's, that's I, I understand why, like, that is something that they wanted, but, like, why they also avoided that, because Nashton is way more of a grounded name than his, this man was born with the name Enigma. Um, I'm sorry, you want grounded stuff in the movie about a man who dresses like a flying bat? We can tolerate that shit. It's just a name. Right. It's just it like they don't they also say his name once the entire movie. He's yeah, he's Riddler the entire rest of the time. And I want to be clear, I he's not a bad character a... in the film. Right. I just think like because the Riddler is to me one of the most fascinating Batman characters because if he was actually trying to be a good guy, he might be a more effective crime fighter than Batman. Because I my personal interpretation of the character is that he is technically more intelligent than Batman. But that mm-hmm. comes part and parcel with a whole heaping of narcissism, egotism, and personality disorder that means he'll constantly try to prove he's intelligent, which will always be his downfall. And I don't think I like I don't think this movie loses that. I think he did he does do that, which is why he gets he, he like uh he he's he is up his own ass to the point where he doesn't realize he has the, the the person he's trying to talk to is actually dumber than he thinks he is. Like he yeah. thinks Batman is smarter than he actually is, and that's what fucks him over in the end. Like is is, is that he thought Batman was smarter? Uh, and I, I but there's something else that the Riddler has, and I agree with you. That aspect the film does have and does very well. Like I say, this is a this is a good character. What it doesn't have is something that the Riddler is supposed to have, uh, which is charisma he is supposed to have a certain level of charisma that almost always gives way to show just how pathetic he is but Mm -hmm. a certain level of charisma in this film he does not have the charisma and not nearly as much charisma as your cat selena does who's wanting some attention right now Mm -hmm. i'm seeing right now she's meowing she woke up she woke up from her nap and now she's trying to get attention and i think it's because i've been talking about her namesake it's fine um Aww. But uh, yeah, she's just gonna chill on my lap for a little bit. 
No worries. I, I, again, I'm, I am nitpicking. This is yeah, not. A... I don't think he needs to be charismatic, only because we have so many charismatic Batman villains. I like. I'm That's fine. True. I especially if what they set up is what is actually going to happen. If there is a sequel, which what? I'm going to. That's that's the actually only thing that I hate about this movie. Um, like I and I know why, dislike. and I completely yeah. get why. Um, uh, but actually, then, we start off we with will the get Riddler a much more in this film. We, we end with the Riddler, but we also mm-hmm. start off with the Riddler with him very creepily and disturbingly just observing a guy through the window. When we find out later that that's actually the mayor of Gotham. And the film throws a couple of tricks at you, like, oh, what's going on here? Is he being murdered? No, it's just his kid in a Halloween costume because the kid's dressed as a ninja. And we immediately mm-hmm. think, does this movie have ninjas? What the hell? <laughs> but no, it's just a Halloween costume. And then he just pops up right behind him and savagely beats him to death while wearing a gimp costume. Yeah, that's like, I when I was in the theater and he's like walking around and he hangs up his phone and then he walks he walks away from like the the hallway he was in and he's just standing there. There was like, like, Oh, like a gasp. Like everyone's like, Oh no. Oh, like Riddler is consistently framed as a horror, like a horror villain. It's terrifying. Now I, here's the thing I have said before, and I maintain this, the Riddler is supposed to be intimidating and certainly maybe a little bit enigmatic, He's not meant to be scary. And in fairness, once you take him out of the gimp suit and put him somewhere else, he's no longer scary. Mm-hmm. His plan has a certain element of fear to it, but he's not scary. Though, however, I don't think this is a bad thing in the film. I maintain that he's not scary, but that doesn't mean that this film isn't scary. The way that whole scene was shot, the way it was paced, the tone, the cinematography, everything was really tense. Lead mm-hmm. to a great climax where he savagely beats a man to death. Yeah, he's like, he just, I mean, just like Batman, he's still figuring out how to do this thing. He's, and they, they've like clearly established that he's going to come back and be more important, but like, this isn't the Riddler from the Arkham games. This isn't the Riddler from the comics as they are now because he hasn't had time to establish himself. This no. is the first thing he's doing. And this ain't your daddy's Jim Carrey Riddler. This is Yeah. He's and he's doing it alone. He doesn't have a bunch of goons to do do things to do like the big heavy lifting for him. And he's just like a guy who's not very strong. So he has to like sneak in and do these like quick frenzy kills. And it's fucking horrifying. Dear God. There's more. No. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. And it's, it's a great way to set the tone for the movie. That's followed by the whole uh, Gotham noir establishing stuff. And... Uh, we established a couple of other things that uh, the bat signal is a thing, like we say, and he's got a sort of relationship with Jim Gordon. Now, this is where we have to go to a criticism that this movie has received, because I don't know if you knew this, Alex. I was quite surprised to hear this, but apparently this movie is really racist. Oh, yeah. Oh, against white people? Oh, yes, obviously. The most vulnerable yeah. people in our society. Of course, white people, because there's only two heroic white characters, unambiguously heroic white characters. And all the other heroic characters are people of color. And obviously that's just that. I mean, because let's be honest, white people, 
in the historically speaking mm-hmm. have not had a good time of it so we need to be represented much better in films going forward i think i don't know if the sarcasm is coming across <laughs> i'm hoping it is because yeah. the fucking imbeciles the bottom feeders that complain about this <laughs> now Catwoman and jim gordon are both black and why aren't they good roles for white people yeah, fucking, are you good roles for white people look at every single film that's been made since fucking 1920 i've seen a lot more like anger about Catwoman than jim but i think that's just like sexism is on top of that yeah it's misogyny yeah. on top of that but also like the the funniest thing is when like someone tweets like Selena Kyle's never been black and then the entire comment section is just filled with Eartha Kitt photos. Eartha Kitt, <laughs> motherfucker, she was doing this in the goddamn sixties. Yeah, and and not even this isn't the first time uh, Zoe is playing cat is playing Selena Kyle. Really? She pl- she voiced her in the Lego Batman movie. I did not know that. Holy yeah. shit. And and Cowan was black in that movie because it like, <laughs> and sh- and uh, she's been uh, a different other several different ethnicities of various other interpretations. Yeah. I know in the Harley Quinn uh, series, she's black and Harley Quinn, black and Harley Quinn. Uh, it's it... she's been Cuban at some point, which doesn't restrict her from being black, but yeah. she's been explicitly Cuban before. And it's not like her ethnicity really matters at all. She could be any ethnicity. And that'd be fine. And it's just because Zoe, it, it's, I'm not saying that this is a majority of people, but it is a loud minority. And it's a very stupid, mm-hmm. sexist, racist, loud minority that can't see two feet in front of them. It's, it, it's, it's insane and stupid. And I don't want to talk about it anymore, but I just wanted to bring yeah, that up yeah, because yeah. it's a stupid, stupid Big air quotes criticism, mm-hmm. and and, and, and fucking Jeffrey Wright's amazing as Jim Gordon. Considering how many he's Jim great. Gordons we've had over the years, <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's he does great as Jim Gordon. Um, he doesn't do anything particularly new with the character, but there's not a. This is again, this is the problem I keep on coming back to. Batman's so ubiquitous. There's not a lot of new ground for them to tread without diverting. Mm-hmm too far away from what we know and what we like about these characters but that doesn't mean that what we're seeing what we're seeing right now is mm-hmm. bad and here is jim gordon it's nothing new but it's still good and also this means maybe possibility for black bat girl fingers crossed i don't think they would do that in this world because they're already doing a black girl film that is oh, in yeah. production and coming out later this year <laughs> but she is a fucking... in that movie and oh. and J.K. Simmons is her dad, so like that's I mean this is that's that's you know oh, so it's that uh, yes no. it is it is it is continuation of Zack Snyder Justice League, <laughs> uh, that universe, and it's that's Batgirl, um, but Alyssa Who's playing Yo, her? Uh, oh uh, oh god, I think it's the girl. She's poor. Actually, I think she's Puerto Rican, which made me very happy. Um, uh. It's uh, Brendan Fraser's in it playing Firefly. Uh, oh, Leslie I am Grace. fucking down for that. Yes, the cast is like Leslie Grace is Barbara Gordon, J.K. Simmons is Jim, Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne, 
and this is like because this is supposed to happen right after the flash so whatever happens in flash is michael oh damn it barry now yeah michael keaton is is batman like just straight again? up in the dceu he's batman now again <laughs> oh um, jesus brendan, brendan Fraser is firefly and Alyssa yo like cannot like Alyssa yo is here she's being played by a trans woman and theoretically i'm not familiar Barbara's with this character no 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 this you is don't the character yo I, I, I think I do know. Is this a supporting lot. character from the Batwoman series? No. Okay. She's from Batgirl. She originally was created by, um, and I, I definitely have been saying Alyssa, I meant Alicia. Um, she's def- she's been, um, or Al- Alicia? I, I don't know. Alicia, maybe. Um, she's, uh, she's, she was originally made by Gail Simone. Oh. Um, she was, so she's like New 52, um, originally and she was barbara's roommate and she knew like barbara knew she was a lesbian and she walks she walked in on her having sex with her girlfriend at some point and then like went outside and was like oh no hold on i just need to like sit outside i'm sorry and and she comes out and she sits on the porch next to her and she's like barbara i gotta tell you something i'm trans and um and then in and like she just continues to be a supporting character and then in batgirl and burnside she gets married um, and she's around a lot, and she's in. Um, she's one of the Batgirls in DC Bombshells. Uh, okay. So she's just like I a weird Batgirl of Burnside. Side I don't remember the character, but she's not her distract- roommate in Batgirl and Burnside. She's just a friend that gets okay. married. That like she, they they go to her wedding, and that's like when Dick is introduced in in Burnside. Oh, maybe I was distracted oh. by <clears throat> the slightly less good trans representation in the Batgirl and Burnside. Yeah, this one's a little bit. Uh, I think I think she like comes in a little bit after that. Okay. Well, that that sounds great. That sounds fucking fantastic. I am sick to death of all these different continuities in DC. Oh, Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, some people don't like you, but at least you're consistent. It's That's the thing, like, Marvel has gotten to a point where you cannot watch a Marvel movie sight unseen. It is incredibly frustrating. Like, um, <clears throat> I saw... Sorry, I saw No Way Home having not seen anything since Rookie Mistake. Infinity War. I didn't even see Endgame. I didn't see anything <laughs> since Infinity War. And that movie was, I thought it was fun, but there was a lot of things that didn't make any fucking sense. And if I had just seen it, like, sight unseen, nothing would have made sense. I think a lot of, especially now, DC is moving in a direction where you don't have to know you don't have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of of the universe to know what's Jesus going on. fucking Christ this is the same thing with the comics DC constantly reboot Marvel have a sliding continuity like it's the fucking same just now it's transitioned to cinema it's, it's, what, it's what you like what do you prefer in a story yeah. both it, have pros and cons yeah I prefer continuity and getting involved in all the lore because I've been watching these movies since the get-go and will never not watch them. Some people may prefer something that you can dip in and out of, where you don't, like you say, you don't have to know the lore. And that is fine. I am not saying that that's the wrong interpretation because there is no wrong interpretation. This is something that's pissed me off about DC because I get used to one continuity and then it changes and it's like, wait, this character wasn't doing that. Meh, I don't like it anymore. But that's just me. That whole thing, like that, that, like, you, like... That's a whole reason why I didn't finish the first season of The Mandalorian. And now at this point, I will not watch any of those shows because I am I am not dealing. I'm not putting up with like and here's now a cinematic universe. That's just this time period. I'm not doing it. I'm I'm sick of it. Like <laughs> I am. <clears throat> I'm not committed enough 
to watch it's fairly self-contained have a movie because that area is boring that time period is boring so who cares (laughs) it's if it's boring and i'm not saying it is it's not the mandalorian's fault was boring it's fucking disney's because we had an interesting time period for that time period and they got rid of it but anyway, I'm not. We're not doing Star Wars, Alex. Stop trying to suck me into a Star Wars argument. God's sake, we barely talked about the Batman. Um, and so basically, uh, they discover the body of the mayor. There's a bunch, bunch of clues, and Batman gets talked into by Gordon to solving the mystery. And he just walks into it with a bunch of police officers surrounding him. It's a very bizarre scene. <laughs> Yeah, like everyone's like, what the fuck? You brought him? Like, no one's happy about him being here, <laughs> except for Gordon. And he's like, look, he has to be here because here's here's the little note. It says to Batman. So please, <laughs> he needs to be here because I don't understand riddles. It's addressed to him. Legally, we have to give it to him. Like, you know. We're not allowed to go through his mail. It's a federal crime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know often city police department is corrupt, but come on, guys. We have to have some standards. Jesus. And this basically, this basically, this whole movie, again, something we've seen before, but it is playing to a strength. It's basically a cat and mouse game between the Batman and the Riddler. With various people getting uh, killed. We're not going to go to huge detail because, frankly, we'd be here all day otherwise. But it, I like that. I've always said that Batman is a shitty detective. But I like detective stories. And I like this detective Batman story. I mean, he is he's explicitly a detective, in the, especially in this one. Like, he's, yes. really, he's really trying, like, figuring it out. Yes, but here's the thing. He is actually figuring stuff out. He's not taking a bit of evidence from a crime scene, plug it in into the back computer, and then it gives him the answer, and he calls that detective work. Because that's not detective work. That's just having a hyper-advanced version of Google. Okay? I mean, he made that. I don't care! If I build a PC, does that make me a detective if I use Google? No! Like... I'm sorry, no, but he does. I don't know what I'm complaining about in this film because mm-hmm. he does actually do tech work. He does figure out the riddles. There's twists, there's turns. He struggles with something. He collaborates with Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon isn't just there mm-hmm. cheering him on the sidelines, popping him up whenever we need the police involved. They actually have are working together, and yeah, it's really Jim, cool. Alfred and Bruce like work through, try to work through the the like all the riddles, and they get them wrong. Like yeah. they get the inter- they interpret them wrong a lot. Because and you could, but here's the thing: they never look stupid for doing so. That's mm-hmm. an incredibly thin line to walk. It seems like reasonable interpretations. It just happens to be wrong, and then you have to remind yourself: oh yes, these riddles were made by a crazy person. Yeah, there's like these riddles were made by someone who is convinced that Batman thinks exactly the same way he does. So <laughs> he makes these riddles that only he can solve. Yeah, and it's it's part of his psychopathy and. That's interesting. That's fascinating. So you're not just fighting against the riddle. You're fighting against the guy who's making the riddle on two fronts, literally fighting him in his machinations and also fighting against his mindset. And mm-hmm. it's, it's... And finding out that at least in some places, he's right. <laughs> yes, because it turns out the riddle throughout the whole thing is slowly revealed that he is fighting against so-called corruption in Gotham. He targets the mayor. He targets the district attorney. Peter Skarsgård is finally in a good superhero movie. Take that, Green Lantern. 
took you two shots with DC, but you made it in the end. Oh, oh my God, that was Peter Peter Skarsgård. Yeah, he was Parallax. Yeah, because they fucking grossed him up in that film. No, I I mean, in this movie, I didn't recognize him as Peter Skarsgård. Am I? I I am getting that right. It was Peter. No, I think it is. Yeah, he's Peter Skarsgård. Recognize him. I super didn't. I don't know why I didn't recognize him. Well, he shaved his head. Weird. Yeah. I'm told that that can change your appearance somewhat. Yeah, I don't know. He just looked like a random character actor to me. I just. No, he's that. Well, in fairness, there's a, if if you're thinking about people in this film who don't look how they usually look, Peter Skarsgård wouldn't be the first person I'd pick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Colin. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but the Riddler is basically tying all these people who corrupt. He targets uh, the district attorney. He targets uh, the commissioner because Gordon is actually isn't actually the commissioner at this point. Uh, Pete Savage is the commissioner. Turns out he was on the take. And it's here's the thing. It's Sort of like the, this is good. This is this is good. This is interesting. It has the same problem though that Killmonger had. He's fighting against an injustice, so the audience cheers for them. Then the film reminds you, oh wait, he's a murderer. Yeah, I yes, but I think with with um, with Killmonger, he is. Not only is his ideology correct, but he, like, like he is, he's like, he's right in in what he's saying. He also like, he's he's right in the direction of like where the oppression is going, and you kind like you side with him throughout the whole thing, really, even when he does terrible things. With the Riddler, like, once you find out who he really is and what's been going on with him, it's like, oh, you're just a sad little boy. Yeah. Who's been who's who's been radicalized? You're not you're not this like pillar of justice. You're just angry, and his reason for his anger is justified. But it, it's it. Here's the it thing. feels like a t- it feels less like a calculated revolution and more like a tantrum. Yes, and that's fine. That's a perfectly valid uh, interpretation. But the problem is. I don't know about you, Alex, but when I sort of see that sort of thing on screen, my first thought is, yeah, go on, Riddler, eat the fucking rich. Because... But he's not the only character pulling... He's not the only character with that ideology. Showing that Selena has that, like Selena also is is of a similar mind, and that Bruce agrees with her. That is a saving grace. Oh, fuck. I need to, like shit i'm seeing all this go bad and i can do something about it maybe that isn't me being a the batman but like, <clears throat> like i just think that's, i just i just think that film studios need to be really really careful about pushing villains with uh, an agenda that so many people with the exception of the obviously violence would agree with something's happening in the uk right now 800 people just got fired without warning via video from piano uh, ferry lines, mm-hmm. uh, popular ferry lines over here. It has led to a huge backlash. These people are rightfully angry. The unions are in uproar. Uh, the government is currently looking into whether or not those firings were actually legal or not. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a prevailing sense of we are sick to death of the establishment of companies like that pulling this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and there's that's... a growing labor movement in in uh, in the U.S. as well. I would hope um, so. But and, and this is the thing. See, I'm just going to say that film studios are going to find more and more people agree with the villain when they do that sort of thing, which I know is their intention, mm-hmm. but they still want them to be villains at the end. And it, and I just worry that it's going to lead to a lot of people on the internet printing out t-shirts that says the Riddler was right. We don't want I, that. Yeah, no, I think that like this movie does a good job at like showing that the Riddler's like correct but misguided yeah. in his direction. While there are other people that are considered good in the explicit like text of the story who also who agree, who have the same ideology. Yeah, and like it's, 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 it treads that line for me, and I'd rather they didn't go anywhere near that line. But at the same time, I'm glad they are talking about they are having like the social commentary and stuff like that. I'd and much rather they the did that and get close to. Sorry, he's also not the only villain. That like, if if you want, like, at, like, and like an actual overarching villain to this story, it's not the Riddler. It's John Turturro. Yeah, it's it's surprise, fucking Carmine Falcone. It's like <laughs> I didn't even know he was in this movie. I didn't know they kept that under the hat. In fairness, like if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna if you're doing like advertising media for a new Batman film, the no, Riddler has more Carmine. brand recognition. Yeah, we know who that think... is, but Johnny on the street doesn't. Yeah, it's like you don't know Car you don't know Carmine Falcone was I, I th- is it I don't remember if it's Falcone or Maroni that. Uh, Maroney is, uh, is, has been talk- arrested at this point yes. because we're talking about uh, in the beginning of Batman Begins, uh, Bruce goes in and tries to kill one of them, and I can never remember who it is. And then they- uh, that was played by oh god, fucking um, I know his name, I know his name, I know his name, not Colm Wilkinson, Tom Wilkinson, Tom yeah, Wilkinson. He, he, he but anyway, Bruce tries to kill one of them, and he's like, no, come on. Now, I wouldn't have any hesitation in shooting you in front of all of them. That's power you can't buy. That's the power yeah. of fear. Yeah, I can't do his own accent, and, sorry. And then he goes and he and he trains, and that's why that was his catalyst more for Batman. And then but we get he, rid of him by having him getting all scarecrowed up. Like, yes. Yeah. And it's, I, again, I like that they include that, because a lot of the time Batman is fighting against organized crime. As much as he fights against fucking costume supervillains, he also mm-hmm. fights against uh, Jimmy Two Guns. Yeah, I'm going to shoot you, Batman! Like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the kind of thing he does the big, the big three i think is always falcone moroni which is, sometimes it's it's sometimes it's just falcone uh falcone falcone moroni or thorn i think which thorn is kind of a, yeah. a sometimes story. the penguin subs in for one of them yeah. uh speaking of which the penguin is also he he's an underling of falcone falcone uh played by colin farrell can't Not tell. that you would know if he mm-hmm. wasn't in the credits, because fucking, I fucking love Colin Farrell. I think he's an amazing actor when he's not the lead character. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a good film of him where he is the main character. I'm sure they're out there. There's mm-hmm. this film where he might get turned into a lobster. I got to check that out, but that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. But like, but if you get him in a supporting role, in a deuteragonist even, he's yeah. always amazing. He's so like he's just having a good time, and it's very funny. He's so good, fucking hell! It almost makes up for his dreadful uh, stint in the fucking uh, Fantastic Beast movie because 
no, it's just so because and I was wondering like, is that CG? Because sometimes it looks a little bit weird. But no, apparently it was just a full suit and yeah, makeup and prosthetics. He went into a Starbucks, dressed like that, and ordered a coffee just to see if anyone noticed him. No one fucking did because you don't look like yourself, Colin. Yeah. Your own mother wouldn't recognize you. I think most of the effects in this movie are practical. There are a few that you it can shows. tell are CG. Yeah. Um, but most of it, it's it's clearly the ones that like, okay, yeah, you couldn't have done that. Practically, someone would have died. <laughs> but like most of it seems very practical. There's a lot of really good effects, like the choreography, the stunt. It's, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how much Zoe Kravitz did of her own stunt work, but you know what? It still fucking looks great. I think she did a lot. Of, I think she did a lot of it on her own, but I can't Fair remember. Enough. And so we're not really going to talk about the time of the plot, but I do want to continue. Uh, just can we just talk about the the chemistry between her and uh, Rob Pattinson? Oh my god! Out of this fucking world! I've been watching a lot of the um, like interviews they have with each other. They're just like making fun of each other and teasing each other. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it works really well, and they've got like a great. Batman Catwoman dynamic because I was so afraid they were going to just going to slip right into the hole like hey bats why don't you chase me mm-hmm. I can't do this oh but I can't resist you like that mm-hmm. kind of bullshit which we've seen before and there's a little element of that but it's more like they're kind of like two like teenagers on a first date almost mm-hmm. oh yeah they're like they're awkward but like also in a way that's like we're in a situation where we have to work together. Like we have to be around each other and it's a lot, but like someone, I saw, I saw someone like point out and did like a really cool analysis of her dialogue and how like when she's, when she's fucking with someone, she almost exclusively refers to them as honey. But when she's, when she's being genuine with someone, she says baby girl or baby or babe. Honey, you've got a big storm coming. (laughs) Essentially. Like, so she like, like, she when she first meets Batman, she calls him honey a lot. Hmm. And then as, as they get closer, she calls him babe or like baby or whatever. And then when like he start like when they start getting opposed again, she call, she call, says, you know, honey, don't worry about me. I've got nine lives. You know what? I didn't even notice that. That's that's really clever. I love mm-hmm. that. That that's so cool. And they work off well with each other. And I like how they do try and work together because basically she's got a friend who spoiled a lot and gets brutally murdered. That's who, according to Zoe is like that was yeah that was her girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, which they confirmed played. canon. Catwoman by. That like she call like she's on the phone with her and calls her baby girl over and over and over again. There is nothing like unless that's her daughter, it's her girlfriend. Like I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't call any of my friends baby girl. So right, exactly. It's not just her close her close friend. Which like when she's when she was on the phone with someone saying like baby girl, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna get out of here. I thought I honestly thought they were gonna do Holly. And yeah. I was like, oh shit, they're like really getting into into like cowwoman weeds here. And they didn't, but they did like have the spirit of Holly of like. We've got Juno someone... Temple for that. It's fine. Yeah. They have someone who like who who Selena like deeply, deeply cares about and wants to take care of. Um, which is very good for like you need I I, and I then think she that gets killed and then it gets brought up once after that. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's it's I don't even think it's 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 not just once though. It's it's she gets killed and then Batman immediately forgets forgets about it. He's like, well, she's just a casualty. She shouldn't. She should have uh, known. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Selena 
constantly is bringing it up. She's like, we can't just let her fucking die in vain. I'm here for Annika. I'm not here for you. I'm not here for anyone else. I am here to get revenge on the bitches. I'm taking these contacts out and I'm getting revenge my Mm -hmm. way. And yeah, that does get brought up quite a lot. It's Annika's death that ends up taking down Falcone. Not to like jump the jump the gun here, but Annika, like if Annika, like. And yeah, this thing is this, this is the thing. What this is saying when Catwoman finally goes to confront Falcone, who turns out is her father. If you've seen the long Halloween, you already knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see that coming a million miles away, but again, that's my unique situation. I didn't. I didn't because I didn't think that they were going to use that. Like I knew that but you knew about it. So yeah, when it got reviewed, it wasn't a huge shock. Right. No, it's something that is a thing sometimes. Yeah, it's not even an all the time thing. Her, but his her thing, when she confronts him to kill him, she doesn't mention Annika's name. She mentions her mum's name, a character because who we've not did, seen. And but she did explicitly say he did kill her mom, or someone in his circle killed it. So like, she has more of a personal stake than just Annika. But like, she could mention Annika. That might have been a bit more impactful. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, like that's where she's at right now. She's like, she's thinking more about her mom because Annika died the same both. way her mom did. You could mention both. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. And uh, something that we want to mention right now is that we've got some ads. Check them out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know this review is a bit all over the place, but give us a break. We're only just coming back in making the <laughs> swing of things. Uh, so I want to talk about the action. We talked about it a little bit, but I want to talk about the scene after it's revealed that Annika is dead. The chase scene between the Penguin and Batman and his fucking souped up Chevy yes. Batmobile. The Batmobile looks like shit. I love it. It's it's great. It's the best looking Batmobile I've yeah. seen in a long time. I never liked the Burton interpretation. The Tumblr from the Nolan films I think is fine, but it just looks like it doesn't look fun. I don't want to drive that vehicle. I want to fucking drive this Batmobile. It's like it's you can see it in the background of a lot of like the Batcave shots where like he's working on it. It's like very clearly like because it doesn't uh, work in like not- out of Wayne Man. It works out of Wayne Tower now. Yes, Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor was sold by the Waynes to to become an orphanage. Ah, yes. Um, oh, so oh, there oh. is there is no Wayne Manor. Um, Wayne Tower is just he fucking lives in a fucking like gothic oh. belfry. Rules. Oh yes. Um, but uh, the Batcave is like a subway. Is like an abandoned subway. Um, which is pretty neat. And which has bats in it somehow, just to highlight. Oh, the complete and indescribable anguish. <laughs> uh, but you can see in the background like being worked on and it clearly is like not ready and fucking no. sucks like the like the first time you see it it fucking doesn't work like it turns on and then it dies immediately <laughs> I love that and you know what else I love I've been complaining about this for years I guess Matt Reeves fucking heard about me mm-hmm. I've always said Batman has a Batmobile and yet we never see him in traffic now we finally <laughs> see him in traffic <laughs> Yeah, that, this was such a cool carf chase. So cool. 
and using the traffic like like the penguin doesn't fucking care who dies in a traffic accident so he absolutely maybe like, on board i don't give a shit yeah he like he causes accidents and trucks to pile up to just to get out of the way and i love how fucking he's like i did it yes he's gone and he fucking flies through the fire at him oh, it's oh so no cool. he's hot it's so cool. It's so cool. And then the music strikes up when you see him striding towards him. Not mm-hmm. walking, not running, striding. The cape billowing. I, 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 I love that look. I'm not a Batman fan, but I love that look. That looks good. Mm-hmm. And he's just upside down like, oh, shit. And then it's followed by a great scene between him and Gordon with a tied up penguin revealing, oh, you guys don't know shit. <laughs> Habla Espanol like that's so good that's the thing I was worried this movie was going to be joyless it's not joyless it's just that Batman isn't cracking any jokes which is fine Yeah, but it's not a whole dour moody mess Mm. you can have fun here there is fun to be had and yet it is still very dark and serious tone wise this movie is 100 a star 100 bomb point mm-hmm. it's great yeah. i love me some delicious chewy atmosphere i love mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. i love i some of the architecture makes no fucking sense how the fuck is there a cemetery that drives up into what looks like a skyscraper that's a gothic, like a gothic cathedral almost, that you can literally drive a motorcycle up to the top of and look over the city, but it also connects Alex, to it. Like, Alex, it makes Alex, no sense. I live in Edinburgh where everything's on top of each other. Trust me, that's not the weirdest thing in this film. Trust right, me. You but, you visited this 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 city, yeah, you know. Right, right. But like the way the way that that scene is set up is like there's no establishing shot. So it does just look like they're in a what looks like a a um a tomb that for some reason overlooks the city. Like it looks like it's a very it, it looks like it's in Wayne Tower, honestly. Like that, that that's how high up it looks. And then it goes to the next section and they're driving motorcycles down a hill away from that. But it's like, oh. Sure. I just need one full shot of that building. I need to know what it looks like. What's going on here? And you could drive up to this section of the tomb for some reason. I, I was fine with it. That was fine. Oh, it's, me. it's not a bad thing. It's just hilarious. It was very funny to me. I was like, how does this work? Yeah. Now I want to talk about Andy Circus as Alfred. We've had many Jim Gordons. We've had many Alfreds. Uh, I liked Andy Circus as Alfred. He wasn't in it enough, though. He really wasn't. He surprisingly, surprisingly lack like not a lot of him. I think that's because of like, if there was a lot more of him, then a lot of answers or questions would have been answered a lot sooner. We need to get him out of the way. Let's partially blow him up. And I thought yeah. to myself, did they just kill Alfred? I was so upset. I was like, no, you can't fucking. You're not gonna do this. You're not gonna kill Alfred. And he was fine, but I was so worried for him. <laughs> yeah, and then. Oh god, and there's quite a few good scenes. Well, there's a few good scenes between him and uh, Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but again, we just need a few more scenes to really let them mediate, or even just scenes by himself. Although I will say, I'm glad they also referenced the fact that there's got to be other staff working for the Waynes because mm-hmm. it's not just him running the whole house. Right. It's like another housekeeper or whatever i don't want to think about that guy just dusting an entire fucking mansion i imagine just bruce wayne asking him that and he's it's like not a mansion anymore it's an apartment 
It's an apartment in a tower. So it's a lot smaller. No, I, even so, even so, that's a lot of, that's a lot of things. You ever watch Downton Abbey, you know, spaces like that, a lot of ground to cover. You know, it's hard <laughs> enough to clean a house with one person. Yeah, I think he's a lot more the legal guardian and like overall business guy. Well, that's the, thing, that's the thing. See, in in traditionally speaking, butlers yeah. were not like the busybody. You know, I'm going to polish the silverware. They were running the household, they, right? But I, I'm saying in this movie, he's much more legal guardian and business guy than he yeah. is like actual like employee of the house. And they lean more into the fact that he was in the service, that he was some military training, some uh, espionage training, which is part of the comics mm-hmm. sometimes referenced in the Pennyworth series that no one watched. It's still going. Really? Yeah, I saw something somewhere that was like, there's season whatever. And I'm like, okay. I watched it for a couple of episodes just because I was amazed by the fact that Paloma Faith was in it. Jeez. I haven't seen a single episode of it, which is weird. It's fine. Yeah. It's not worth your time. Anyway. But yeah, so it was it was good, but I hope to see more of him if they continue uh to do I these things. And, and it, this will we also include that because we're leading into the whole like, ooh, were the Waynes as good as Bruce built them up to? Again, something we've seen before. They even reference something that is directly in the Long Halloween, the idea that Falcone once turned up with a gunshot wound at the Wayne's door and Thomas Wayne, who was a surgeon, helped fix him up. And that's when mm-hmm. young Bruce Wayne met him. Seeing that all before. But again, I had to remind myself, I have to remind myself a lot of the time that I've seen this all before, but for a lot of people, this will be their first time seeing it. Yeah, there's uh, the plot point that Martha Wayne's maiden name is Arkham. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, that was, that's actually from uh, Earth One. Um, okay. And, and that was like, Arkham Asylum was made and the Arkham family was pretty bi- big. And then Martha Arkham's, I, I think it was the other way around. It was her dad killed her mom and then killed himself. Oh, wow. And so, and so there was like a big, like, uh, and and it was public in in the movie. They imply that it wasn't public, and she just kind of quietly started living with her grandparents or whatever. But in in Earth One, it's very public, and there's like a whole stink about Thomas Wayne marrying her because it's ah. like, oh, she's she's an Arkham, she's crazy, and and they say, and they say the same thing about Bruce too. And it's like, well, that's bad, like the bad, like he's bullied as a kid for his mom being an Arkham. Oh dear. Well, well, again, I'm I'm glad something that I had we have seen before, but it works well within the context of the story because it's him mm-hmm. learning more stuff about his parents and stuff, and it's it's ties to the whole Riddler. Do we know what's really going on? Turns out, yes, because you know they find his house, they uncover all this shit about him, and it's revealed to be Paul Dano. <laughs> He's just the guy. <laughs> fucking Brian Wilson from that biopic. Well, young Brian Wilson from that biopic. Yeah, he's <laughs> Paul, Paul Dano's very like he he's in a lot of villains, but I think he's very good at the like like intimidating villain and then you're just like, "Wait a second, it's him?" Yeah. And it's they lean guy? into that. And it, 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 Here's the thing. They they have him out of the costume, out of the like the gimp costume. In a cell, just opposite Robert Pattinson in the Batman costume. That was great. Seems great. It, it was a really good scene, and you're a little bit disappointed. But you're meant to be disappointed. 
but you're mm-hmm. still a little bit disappointed. It's very difficult for me to reconcile with because this is intentional, this is purposeful, and this is clever, but it's still a tiny bit disappointing, you know? So I'm just going to have to live with it. I think I Honestly, can live I with lo- it. The Riddler for me is like a, a villain in like Ace Attorney games. Like, oh, where it's like that when when you catch them and they fucking break down that's the best part that's my favorite part is when the riddler loses control and he's like fuck <laughs> he like starts freaking the fuck out and that's what he did and then he just starts screaming <laughs> no no you were supposed to get it and then singing and then just Coral singing, and it's like, what are you doing, Edward? That's, an- that's another thing. He's a little bit too crazy in this for my liking. Uh, you better get into nitpick. I, I think it's it's less that he's crazy and more that he's like he's complete. Like he's he he everything he thought was, that was going to happen is he's gone. It's like he, everything he thought he could have is now completely taken away from him. Even though he's got this one more thing up his sleeve. Yep, he got the in- fucking incel brigade to online and managed he got to five hundred followers. Five? No, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the... I know it's fiction and everything, but considering right. everything that's happened in the past like two yeah. years and stuff, fucking intelligence services in America really are asleep at the wheel, aren't they? Yes. Also, like it's it's. It's very clear. They say 500 followers. And I know that's been like a, a people have noted that it's like no one knows how Internet works and 500 followers is nothing. Not on the dark web. They are very explicitly on the dark web in that yeah. 500 followers consistently watching your thing and buying things that like based off what you're that's scary. That's yeah. terrifying. Fucking 50 people on the dark web is scary. 500 mm-hmm. is nightmarish. In the same cities, theoretically. <laughs> Yeah, but well, again, intelligence services now. really yeah. are just subcontracting. Ah, Superman mm-hmm. will get it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, and they basically, uh, they break the sea walls of Gotham, forcing, getting huge flooding, forcing everyone to this one area where the newly elected mayor is, and they start shooting people. Terrifying. Yeah. And Batman and Catwoman and the police, and they all get to it batman nearly dies a couple of times because he gets like shown stuff it's a pretty good climax but and i was like i was sitting there thinking like okay this is fine this is not how i thought this neo-noir story was going to end though turns out there's still a little bit left to go and i didn't give this movie enough credit because it ends with batman stepping out of the shadows and it's like saying i used to think i had to rely on fear but there's something else i can use hope or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty nice ending. I like that. That's yeah. the direction they go with. Yeah, like he's like he's like, oh man, maybe I should. I instead of punishing the people who are victims of the system, I should be helping the people who are like victims of those victims. And it's great contrast to the beginning of the film where he saves that guy, um, and then the other guy was just like, ah, please don't hurt me, ah, because you're so scary, mm-hmm. yeah. But here, no, he's reaching out and he's saving the little kid of the mayor from the very beginning, who Bruce has been, like, sort of creepily staring at every time they've been in public together. Yeah, but you understand like, why. Like, yeah, relating to, in a way, and and, and he, like, saves him when, they, when the car drives through the funeral. And the cat's in the cradle of the silver spoon. <laughs> and the man in the moon even looks like me. 
Austin, mm-hmm. why are you crying? It's nothing. I've got a bat in my eye. Uh, but yeah, it's great. And this is, of course, happens as the dawn breaks and the smog and the darkness of Gotham is somewhat lifted with a brand new dawn. This movie is shot fucking gorgeously. It is, this is so pretty. It's pretty. Like the, 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 the atmosphere and the tone of the script and the direction is supported by mm-hmm. the visuals. Mm-hmm. It works in tandem. It's really, really great. Everything just work. It's like fucking clockwork. It's dual movements. The script, the acting, the characters, you know, whatever problems I might have, you know, that are necessary for this kind of story. The set design, the costume design, everything supports each other, forming a cohesive whole. It's just, it's almost like a masterclass in how to do this kind of film. In many yeah. respects, I don't think it's perfect, but again, this is why I say it suffers mm-hmm. for being a Batman film. If we took Batman out of this and just had him as a different superhero, I might say well, you're ripping off Batman a little bit. But let's imagine that Batman never existed at all, then I would have no complaints. Yeah, I think like I think this this has a lot of also potential. Like it's very clear they're setting up in a lot of different directions. Matt Reeves has already said, like, I have this whole thing that I want to do. I would love to do more. Um, Robert Pattinson has like given his opinion about what he would want to see. And the consistent tone between him and Matt and like fans that I've seen, this is the perfect world to do Court of Owls. And Court yeah, of Owls is not that. something because it's new, because it's new work, Court of Owls is newer, not a lot of it's not a lot of ground has been tread with that. Like you haven't had that was any in like live one of movies. the animated films. Yeah, but that's one animated it. film, no animated or no live action movies. Gotham kind of got into it. The show, which is Gotham's not great, um, and the 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 game coming out are uh, uh, Gotham Knights. That's going to have oh. Court of Owls as a main villain. Um, but hey, you'll get it. Yeah. So like Court of like Court. This is the part like having this this. Gotham where like corruption is the political corruption is one of the number one important things here. And they go, they establish that right from the get go. Cause basically there's this whole thing going on about how there's this big drugs bust for this uh, big gangster Maroney. How this is a huge win for the uh, Gotham city police department, but it was all based on a lie. And that so many people were implicated and at the highest level. And there was a time where someone would say, Oh, that's ridiculous. We never go that high. We're smarter now. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like, I think what, what what it was was um, uh, Thomas Falcone basically yeah, was yeah they used they used the fund that Thomas Wayne had set aside to rebuild the city, but Thomas Wayne did not put any checks in place for that before he died, and was and so everyone just pulled from it to use that money to get into organized crime, yeah. and then when they needed Maroney out of the way. Falcone just said, here's this corner of my drug organization. We're going to frame and say that it was Maroney that was doing all of this. Then we get rid of Maroney and I'm the god. Yeah, and it's also implied, if not outright stated, that uh, Falcone had Bruce Wayne's parents killed because of all of this. <laughs> yeah. Because, because Tom, like Thomas, and this, is, this is another thing. Yeah. This is another thing that I love. They established right at the very beginning that his parents were shot and killed. We don't actually see it because we are very well versed in that. Mm-hmm. But they also say the killer was never found. I mean, that's always been the two ways of Batman doing it: either the killer is found and imprisoned, or they mm-hmm. are never found. I personally prefer the latter 
because it adds an extra layer of tragedy. It also adds to, and I, I do not want this franchise to continue without Zoe. Like I, they, they made this whole separation thing. You need Catwoman. Like she's such an important foil to him in this movie. And I think going forward, you need to keep that. Yeah. Um, but like, especially like, they were both or like they were both orphaned because of Carmine Falcone. Like that's such a, a powerful connection those two can like have together. And yeah. it causes them to like be these two sides of the same exact coin. Add on to the fact that Edward Nashton is also an orphan. Mm-hmm. Uh, adds another layer to it. Although I, there was a whole thing where he like tries to kill Bruce Wayne because like, oh, Bruce Wayne, the orphan. Everyone said how poor him when he had millions and millions of dollars. So I want to kill him. Like, I get that he's not in the right from a crime. Right. That's when that's when things start going off the rails for him because he start like now he's going after his personal vendettas. Instead yeah. of instead of the like, political, Bruce Wayne didn't ask for his parents to be killed, and he's still sad about it. Like, mm-hmm. be angry at the person who killed him or something. I don't know. But uh, again, you could make the argument that again is just him slipping further into madness. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying it was a little bit weird. But anyway, I God, there's. <laughs> running I out mean, of- yeah. Uh, I should. We probably should briefly talk about him. <laughs> the teaser the yeah the arkham scene where i wanted to so wanted we see edward nashton in his you know room being all paul danoey just like oh i'm so alone in the next cell there's the outline of that guy from fucking eternals which one <laughs> There's a million oh, what's, what's his fucking name barry Barry Keoghan, Keoghan. It's. It, I think it's. It's very, not. I think it's. It's Irish. Either. Yeah, it is. It's an. It's an Irish name. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm terrible with names. Yeah. Established. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he. It's the Joker. He's laughing, and he's the Joker, and like, I don't want the Joker. I don't want. I... Him. As a Joker fan, I could not give a shit. As someone who fucking hates the Joker, I could not give a shit. Yeah, I, so neither of us are happy. Yeah, like, no, like I, that's the thing. Is like you look up, you look up like the Batman Joker, and there's so many we don't want the Joker. No we one have wants had the, our Joker fill of the Joker anymore. We, we're we done. Had, we fucking Jared Leto and the fucking Whacking uh, Phoenix movie. Like I liked the Whacking Phoenix movie. I do. But I, my cup runneth over with Joker. This is the opportunity you have to explore different characters. If you we to- know who the Joker is. We don't need another interpretation. If, that doesn't mean we don't need another interpretation of Batman, frankly. But if you're going to do Batman, you can do interpretations you like the Penguin, Joker. like the Riddler, like Catwoman. Although, the again... Only, the only exception I will give is if it also is Harley. And that's yes. it. But they're not going to do Harley without Margot. I don't think legally they can. And so, I don't really don't want them to, frankly. Right. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. So we've got Harley. She's doing her own thing. Let her do her own thing. We don't need the Joker. We don't need him. Fucking uh, always Sunny Poison me. Ivy. Always Sunny Bane. Bane anyone. Yes. There's so many other characters. Quarter Owls. Fucking... Let's get a like fucking Red Hood. Red Hood. 
you like let's do let's do red hood that's neat like this i think would be cool for red hood we would need it like we would need some time because it would be weird if hugo he has a kid. strange hugo strange they're in great. the asylum they could have right. just had fucking hugo strange get a bald guy with a fucking abraham lincoln beard boom you're done yeah there's so many more like like a uh, hush they reference they reference Fucking Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Elliott's dad. That's the that's the reporter that they they killed. It was fucking Thomas Elliott's dad? Yeah. So hush, they could do hush, like. But they went back to the familiar, and that's really the word that I associate most with this movie: familiar, for better or for worse. For better, I think far outweighs the for worse. Mm -hmm. This is really the only thing I think I've come to think of that is for worse. Every time it comes close to worse for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, not necessarily for you, but still, you know, enough. Genuinely, genuinely the, the, when they explicitly referenced like Elliot, I hundred percent thought the twist of this movie was going to be, this isn't the Riddler. This is hush. And that like, we finally found out his real name is Thomas Elliot. Um, but that, I mean, that wasn't the, but like, but, but that's such an easy, that's such an easy end. Like my dad, so many was, different opportunities. my dad was fucking murdered because your dad was a selfish bastard. Like, <laughs> and so now I hate you. Like, that's a perfect end. You got it right there. <laughs> I mean, this really is, truly is Batman's greatest boner. I'll never get tired of that clip. Never right. in a million I am, years. I am. I, I don't want the Joker. I want literally anything else. Have him be a tease. Maybe have him like being a puppet master working from the shadows, but give the focus to other characters. I will grant you that one concession. And that's how the movie ends, except it's not the end because they want to do sequels. They were going to do a GCPD series, which would basically be Gotham, I guess. Don't need another one of those. Yeah. They're going to do a Penguin thing. It's going to be a limited series. Uh, they're going to do like an Arkham related series. And hopefully. The, uh, uh, Paul Dano was actually writing a Riddler comic. Um, that's a prequel. Really? Yeah. It's wow. writing, it's, he's, he's writing a prequel. It's going to be under Black Label. It's I think it's called Riddler Year One. Oh, yeah! Like they just announced it like yesterday. It's like a minute. It's going to be like a six issue miniseries. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's the future. Hopefully, some of that works out. I would like to see more. This is the only interpretation of Batman I've seen for a long while that I actually in live action at least that I want to see more of. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking saying something. Give I- this man a Robin. Give him a Robin. <laughs> <laughs> who would you want to play robin i don't know which i mean robin? It's probably which probably robin would you want tim drake dick grayson or fucking uh damien uh, jason todd uh jason todd um i think like if we're being regular i think but i think dick is gonna be in batgirl which is why i don't think they would do dick um i think it's it would either be jason tim or even stephanie uh, i think stephanie either way they need to eat well, maybe not with Stephanie, but they need to hire that kid from an Umbrella Academy. <laughs> yeah, he'd <laughs> be good. I, I they can't also be the only one. Easily do it. Do a newcomer, um, which I'm fine. Like I'm fine with if they just hire a new kid. That you know. Absolutely. Now we're going to talk about our very final, final thoughts in just a second. Before we do, one final lot of ads. Check them out. 
I'm glad I saw this film. It's a good film. It's even a great film. But this is going to appeal to certain kinds of people. It doesn't 100% appeal to me, but it is the most appealing I've seen in a live-action Batman probably in forever. In terms of a Batman overall, less so, but then I'm a guy who's constantly seeking, like, I want something I haven't seen before, which is impossible because every single story we tell is just a variation of the same few select stories. There's only, like, five or ten stories in existence. So that's something I've made my peace with. What I most care about, though, is whether or not a thing is done well. If you can be new and great, brilliant. But if you can be familiar and great, that's still fantastic. And that is what this film is. It is familiar, but great. I think it's also new. I think it's also, like, at least for the people that are like, not as familiar. Are just seeing, yes, are not, like, it is, it, it's, it's taking co- concepts that haven't been in this medium before specifically yeah. and, I and like it's, that a lot. it's it's almost like a question of why did no one do this before no one came close when he wasn't busy doing his nolianist stuff mm-hmm. uh, but it's like this is the kind of interpretation from the comics from the animated shows from the animated films that people love the most it's amazing it took matt reeves of all people to get it right finally mm-hmm You'd think this would have been done long ago. The perfect Bama movie was just there. And it is a shame. I wish that we'd gotten this instead of the Nolan films. I wish we'd have gotten this right about the time of the Tim Burton films. Or better yet, instead of the Zack Snyder stuff. But it is what it is. And this is what we got. And I'm glad I saw it. It's it's cool. It's dripping with atmosphere. I love me some noir. This is great. It's got all sorts of influences from Batman that work. And it doesn't feel... You know, it's a patchwork movie of lots of different stuff from Batman. But it doesn't feel like a patchwork movie. It's not a Frankenstein situation. It feels like a cohesive whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. And it... <laughs> Who knows, maybe sometime down the future, people won't take this film as seriously. It might be a case of... Who knows? But right now, I think it's worth watching. And this is coming from someone, again, who does hate Batman. I think this is the best Batman film since Mask of the Phantasm. Mm. And I stand by that. I mean, for your money, do you think that? Um... I think this is my, like, I, I am going to take it out of, like, it, the animated, like, the animated movies are so, are in their own thing because they take more from the comics than the live actions do. And Some so of them are even directed have, adaptations, so yes, there's no real so that's why, that's why I take I take those out. I think it is my current favorite live action Batman film. Yes, and not just because Catwoman's in it, though, right? No, I mean, Dark Knight Rises was my favorite until this one. So- <laughs> Well, I guess if you consider... You're such a simp, Alex. Goddamn. Birds of Praise in Gotham. Is that a Batman film? <laughs> it's hard. Uh, nah, but, yeah. There's so many different film, characters from a, a, a Gotham now. Like, yeah. but, though Batman vs. Superman, I also really liked the, the director's cut. Um, <laughs> the Ultimate Edition. And, and Jack Snyder's Justice League, I also pretty enjoyed. But if I'm like just saying, like I think this is the most cohesive and my favorite right now and it's not just selena i think it's like i love the vibes i've been listening to the soundtrack like fucking non-stop the it's soundtrack the is 
goddamn awesome. Fucking killer. It's like I've got it on some D&D character playlists. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm happy. The, the last movie that did that for me was was or I guess the Suicide Squad. So uh Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that soundtrack fucking ruled. Oh god. And this is the this is the thing. This is the thing that I've made my peace with now for a while now. DC are never going to get a cohesive um extended cinematic universe they tried they failed spectacularly and now they're just doing their own random things and that gives them a certain amount of freedom to do what they want and that's what this film had the freedom to do what they want and so they said you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do the batman and that is what this is this is Mm -hmm. the batman and on that note i think we're gonna end the show thank you very much alex for joining me today yeah thank you it was fun and if you enjoy the show, Capers, please tell your friends, shout it from the rooftops. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to some of our other soup episodes, like all the times we've talked about DC before, there's a million of them. And you can listen to the show on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, or podkips.com. If you want to get in touch with us, suggest show topics, or maybe come on the show yourself. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AB2HYC. Thank you very much to Dan Harris for our logo. The lovely microphone, the red and blue 3D glasses, those are mine. And thank you for listening. Podcapers is back. Cue the music! Batman's greatest boner!